More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Hour two of Clay and Buck starts right now, everybody. Thank you for hanging with us. Um, We have with us right now as well, Senator Rick Scott of Florida. Senator Scott, appreciate you being with us, sir. It's always great to be with you guys. Um, So let's start with where we are on the debt ceiling negotiation. Um, I'm seeing that uh, Biden is unsurprisingly slamming um mccarthy over this uh, this is just from the last 24 hours well taking on. default let's, off let's the... think about this for a second you oh, go okay. to the bank every day just say raise my 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 uh limit right so they don't ever ask for anything right just raise my limit that's what that's what everybody does right and you don't worry about living within your means i mean you don't have to do that i mean why should you expect Biden administration to ever live with their means when we love we don't make them I mean, we've given them a stupid debt ceiling increase without any changes. So McCarthy's doing the right thing, trying to get something done, and Biden's being a, missing in action. But guess what? And the reason is he's gotten away with it. So wait, Senator Scott, ex- explain to me, if this, if this proceeds the way that you would like it to and that you would say is the best possible outcome, what does that look like? So here's what you should think about. You, should, you, you have to have bites at the apple, okay? You're not going to get everything fixed in a day. I would love to, right? What I'd love to do is, okay, let's just balance a budget like I did my first year as governor. I walked in with a $4 billion budget deficit. I balanced it. I actually cut taxes. But I said, you know what? This is our revenue, so we're not spending more than this. That's what I would love. That's not going to happen, unfortunately, up here. Because, we one, there's plenty of, there's Republicans that don't want to do it. So, so, so here's the next thing. Then let's, let's say, let's get some structural change to where we actually really do have a path to a balanced budget. So, so there's about six of us in the Senate, and we've been meeting with the Freedom Caucus and other members of the House every week that we're in session and say, what can we get done to step one, put us on the path? Then that, that's what we'll do. And then step two will be when we do the budget, 
And then step three, well, we don't get done. We'll do it the next time we have a debt ceiling. So right now, here's what we should do. And here's what they, they put out. One, we're going to stop this ridiculous, this unbelievable increase. So here's the numbers. 1.8% increase in population since 2019. Biden's budget has projected a 55% increase in spending since 2019. Crazy, right? So what, what they're proposing in the House is let's, let's on every non-discretionary or on discretionary money, let's put a cap on it, 1% increase a year. Let's figure out like you have to do in your personal life. You want efficiencies. Like in business, you have to give efficiencies. That's number one. Number two is let's get people back to work. So if you're able-bodied, you can't be on government programs unless you want to go to work. Now, if you have young kids, if you've got elderly parents, I, everybody understands that. But if you don't, you don't get to be on food stamps. No, you don't get to just take, take a free ride on the rest of Americans. Number three is we've got to get rid of this ridiculous regulation. I cut taxes and fees 100 times while I was governor. That was great. We turned around the economy, had 1.7 million jobs. But you know what the bigger thing was? I cut 20% of the regulations, and I streamlined the permit. So the part of this is what, what they're going to do is called the Reins In Act. You're going to rein in the federal government ridiculous process of more and more regulation. So, so is this everything we ought to do? No. Is it a, is it a bigger start than anything they've been, done up here for decades? Yes. So we can get this done. This will be the first step. Then the next step is we, we go through a real budget process and we balance our budget. Uh, but step one is we need to do these types of things. There's other things I'd like to get done. Um, uh, so, but, you know, unfortunately, you, you know, we have to deal with what can we get done right now and then keep by, taking a bite of the apple, fixing things, fixing things, fixing things. Senator Scott, you were a business guy. Uh, when you look, and, and you're talking about basically the United States government looking at the books and trying to figure them out. If you were analyzing a business that had books like the United States government, how long ago would it have gone bankrupt for people who are not <laughs> business people? How dire First, is the financial straits of our country? We are in tough shape. I mean, you, no one should lend money to a federal government that has $31.5 trillion of the debt and cannot live within their means. Here's what people, if you lend money to the federal government right now, here's what you're saying to yourself. I think if, you, if, you, if you're lending money you're, and you're buying treasuries, what you're saying is the American public is so stupid that they're going to constantly increase their taxes and fees to pay for all this ridiculous spending. That's how stupid you have to be. If you go out there and you keep buying long-term treasuries and you say, oh, I, oh uh, yeah, of course they're gonna, people are going to be okay with tax increase. Of course they're going to be fine with this wasteful spending. Or they're going to be, of course, all this waste. You know, we've got like 78,000 buildings that we don't use that we keep paying for. The taxpayers are going to believe in that. So these, you would fire everybody. Okay? You fire, the, like, if you talk to the person that runs the budget for Biden, she cannot tell you how much interest is going to be. She cannot tell you anything. I've asked her, I even sent her the last time she came up. I said, hey, I know you don't know any of the answers, so let me add, tell you the questions first. Because every time you come and testify, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Like, how much is our interest expense? Okay. What sort of percentage increase do you think we're, we're going to have? I mean, so I said, I sent her the questions, and she still couldn't answer them. You fire these people. You fire them, you fire and fire them. Here's what you need to do. Look, look, what do you do with your – if you have a credit card, okay, you go through your credit card statement every month. When I was governor of Florida, there's 4,000 lines of the budget. I went through every line of the budget. 
every year. And guess what? We had a written purpose for every line. That's what you do. I ran a company with 285,000 employees. We went through every line in the budget constantly to say, how can we save money? How can we make sure that we pay people fairly? You can't do that if you're bankrupt. How can you make sure your customers are taken care of? You can't do that if you're bankrupt. So our federal government is completely, completely out of control. The Federal Reserve, think about this. The Federal Reserve has thousands of people there, and they couldn't figure out that Silicon Valley Bank had a problem. What are they doing? Oh, by the way, they made sure there's not an independent inspector general. Like all of our public companies, we have independent auditors that review our books and report to a board. Federal Reserve, okay, who has a $9 trillion balance sheet, $9 trillion balance sheet. No, no other federal agency has a $9 trillion balance sheet. They, don't, they just have, oh, somebody that reports just to Jay Powell. And by the way, you wouldn't want to embarrass Jay Powell by putting out the facts of what in, how they're incompetent at their, at their basic job. How about the guy at the FDIC with Signature Bank? He said, I didn't even know there was a problem. You know what would happen in business if you said, if you went to the CEO, the board went to the CEO and said, hey, do you have a problem over here? Really? You know how, that long, how long that CEO would last? About, about two more minutes. So your federal government is completely dysfunctional. There's no accountability. I, there was a bill that somebody proposed the other day, and we're going to spend $3 billion, which up here, they act like, well, that's nothing, $3 billion, right? So $3 billion, $300 million a year. I said, what's the purpose? Is it written? They said, well, no, 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 we don't, we don't write down that. I said, what if we, it's $300 million a year. What if we don't need it the first year? Well, we're going to keep spending the money. I mean, this is what you're, what's, what's happening up here. We've got, to, we've got to elect people that want to balance the budget and want accountability, and we don't have it right now. Senator Scott, we were talking to start this show about the state of Florida as now the central basis, the central, I, I would say, home of the Republican Party. Ron DeSantis looks like he's about to announce uh, for president Certainly Donald Trump already has. Lots of Florida congresspeople are coming down on one side or the other. As a senator from Florida, do you anticipate endorsing anybody in the Republican primary for president, including potentially two Floridians duking it out? No. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I, my opponent in 2010, uh, when I ran the Republican primary, had every endorsement in the country, and I ran on issues. Um, and so I've not been involved. I don't get involved in primaries. I've got my own race. I'm up for um, uh, U.S. Senate by re-election uh, next November. So I'm going to focus on my job right now, represent the 22 million people who live in the state, and then next November uh, winning re-election. So, no, I'm not going to uh, – I'm, I'm going to support whoever a nominee is and do everything I can to make sure uh, they win. Senator, did you get the 4.50 a.m. emergency alert this morning, by the way, as a Floridian, or no? No, I didn't get it. But oh, they, they need to, lucky man. I know, but they, you know what happens is you need, when things go wrong, you got to tell people what happened, right? Um, I, I was, I was um, at home, I'm on Homeland Security, so Mayorkas testified yesterday, and I said, Secretary Mayorkas, I said, all, I said, you run the, you, you were responsible for making sure we don't have disinformation. So you have all these people working for you. They're out there trying to tell us that the spy balloon from China was okay. The border's secure, all this stuff. I said, how many people work there? Never answered the question. I said, Elon Musk said that, that, um, you guys were reviewing tech private messages on Twitter. I said, I said, do you think that's okay? Never answered. I said, have you fired anybody 
anybody since you've had this job, anybody, no, couldn't answer that question either. So, um, but I think one thing I, I get frustrated with government, when something goes wrong, go out publicly and say, you know what, this is one wrong, and this is going to make sure it doesn't happen again. So I hope we all don't get those. I didn't get it this morning, but I hope they tell people exactly what happened and why it's not going to happen again. Senator Rick Scott of Florida. Senator, thanks for being with us. Appreciate it, sir. All right. Have a great day. Bye-bye. So we get, uh, he's fired up. I mean, he, he was bringing the heat on the, uh, on the, uh, on the budget debate. You know, here. if you're talking budget, you need somebody who's going to be fired up about the budget and $32 trillion. You don't have to be a math nerd to know that's a big number. And, also, the lack of business people. That's why I wanted to ask the question about just looking at the books for the federal government as if it were a business that you were interested in investing in. It would have been bankrupt a long time ago. No business could be run like our federal government, which is one reason that our federal government bureaucracy is such an unmitigated disaster. By the way, can I just say one thing about what Elon in, in the Trump, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Elon in the Tucker, not Trump, Tucker interview, uh, when he just said, you know, we talked about what's going on with inflation and what's going on with the economy. And I've said this so many times. It was just nice to hear somebody who is certainly a business genius, I think, uh, put this out there, which is if there's no problem with just printing money, give everybody a trillion dollars. Correct. Obviously, there's cause and effect here. And obviously, running up a 32, a $32 trillion debt and having Democrats just acting like every dollar that's ever spent by the federal government is sacrosanct and every additional dollar is sacrosanct is a pathway to the destruction of your currency, your economy, and your society. But Democrats don't know history or they don't care to know history, so they don't understand what happens when fiat currency is no longer treated with any kind of seriousness or responsibility. And contextualizing that for everybody out out there, the Tea Party movement started when the United States was $10 trillion in debt. We have added 20-plus trillion dollars in debt since 2010. I mean, it's staggering for anybody out there who just, I mean, it, it, it's mind blowing to think about. But we got 130 uh, billion for Ukraine anyway. Yeah. No, we just keep printing money like there are no consequences. And that's how we ended up with 9% inflation. Uh, a lot of you out there want to preserve your family memories and you can do it with our friends at Legacy Box. How many of you still have old videotapes, old photos stored away? Maybe in the heat of an attic, maybe somewhere else. There's an easy, safe way to digitally transfer all those videotapes with the help of our friends at Legacy Box. A company in Tennessee helped a million and a half families do just this. Digital transfers from tape to computer files, kind you can rely on forever. Legacy Box gets all this done in a short period of time. They ship you a specially made box for a Legacy Box. You fill it with your old tapes, film, and photos. Then the team of technicians at Legacy Box receives your package, transfers everything by hand. It really is like magic. They make it that simple. You get your original tapes and photos back along with digital files in an email or on a thumb drive. Now's a great time to get started. You can save 50% this week off of Legacy Box's regular prices. Go online to LegacyBox.com slash Clay to get that 50% off. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay, LegacyBox.com slash Clay for 50% off. The torch of truth, past and still lit every day. 
The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, Welcome back. In. We mentioned this before. You know, if we're talking about people who understand business, if we're talking about people who are paying attention to the math, honestly, if we're talking about people who can spell, we are not talking about Joe Biden. That is for sure. Here he is. Doing his serious grandpa sitting on your knee whisper routine. I gotta, I'm gonna maybe sniff your head and then I'm gonna just get all creepy. I'm gonna, he does this thing. I don't know why he does it, but he does it. Here he is talking about the billionaires and how they're not paying enough tax and Biden has a Biden, a Biden moment. Play 20. We have a thousand billionaires in America. Know the average tax rate they pay? Eight, E-I-G-H percent. Eight percent. A-E-I, E-I, you know, Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-G-H, something like that. I, he has no idea feel, what's going on. To be fair to Joe Biden, eight is really spelled weird, right? That's a tough one to learn when you're trying to teach your elementary school kids how to spell the numbers. But he got some of the tough letters, right? The G and the H in eight is like kind of hard. 
Uh, but can we play that again? That's just absolutely. Oh, we gotta hear it again. I, I, I want to listen to it again because you sometimes these things come by so fast you're not prepared for them. Joe Biden fails at spelling the number eight. Listen, we have a thousand billionaires in America. You know the average tax rate they pay? Eight e i g h percent. Eight percent. E i g h percent does sound a like it's. All of a sudden, we're Canadian here. Uh, like that—that's not a very a very high number. Um, I would just note that this is one of the great ways that. By the way, everyone, you you know, you just paid your taxes, right? A couple of days. Some of you got refunds. Great, that's fantastic. A lot of you probably got some refunds back. Where the government deigns to give you back the money that you have earned that they had had you sequester and put aside for them. Um, but it's never really about billionaires. <laughs> this is the other part of it. It's o- always actually about taxing the far more people in the country we're making 200,000 300,000 you know you add together a state trooper and a uh, and a school principal in a lot of states you got an income of you know with overtime state troopers a lot of them make 120 i mean i know this one i was in the NYPD a couple of hundred grand are you rich household income a couple of hundred grand cuz biden wants to pretend like you are here's a stat that i see every single um every single tax day and people find it stunning but it's true over half of americans don't pay a single dollar in federal income tax yep let me repeat that stat because i bet almost all of you listening to us right now had a federal income tax responsibility that you had to pay but listen to me because when they try to tell you that our tax code is fundamentally unfair over half of americans do not pay federal income tax, right? Now they may pay social security tax, you know, uh, through yeah. the, uh, through an employer, but I'm talking about like actually cutting federal income tax over half don't pay. This is like Frederick Bastiat Clay. The state is the great fiction by which everyone tries to live at the expense of everyone else. Welcome to American They're- taxes. No doubt. And so you can demonize the people who do really well, but keep in mind over half people are not paying at all. Right now, my pillow, massive closeout sale happening, and it makes a tremendous difference for you. You should go get your slippers and get hooked up right now, uh, as I have already told you to do. But more importantly, you should pair those slippers with an incredible offer, which is... How about saving a bundle on your cell phone bill? You know, you can save $1,000 a year by joining Pure Talk. $30 a month for unlimited talk, text, plenty of fast data. You're not sacrificing any quality, in fact, with Pure Talk. Their cell phone service, same tower, same network as one of the better-known companies. And that nationwide 5G service covers 99% of the U.S., Pure Talks, in fact, carries the same value that you and I do. They support our veterans with a variety of programs, some of which you can support as a customer of Pure Talk. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. So we just heard that uh, Biden can't spell eight and obviously just wants to keep spending your money. And, you know, I don't know how worried anybody thinks Biden is about what the debt looks like in 10 years. I think that's pretty clear. I don't think he cares at all. Um Let's get to some of your calls, though. Lines all lit, 800-282-2882. Appreciate you uh, wanting to weigh in here. We've also got some VIP emails. Go to clayandbuck.com. Please subscribe. Become a VIP subscriber. We have, uh, let me see, Mike in Omaha, Nebraska, has got some thoughts on the Trump-DeSantis situation. What's going on, sir? 
Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, um, you know, I, up to 2020, I was, uh, well, up to around late 2019, I was all Trump, but uh, I'm total team DeSantis. Uh, I can't ever do lockdown Don again. The guy that praised China's response to COVID, the godfather of the jab that has stock in Pfizer, that took money from Pfizer and still praises his jab. The guy that made Fauci an international rock star and refused to fire him. The guy that put Kim Kardashian as his de facto criminal justice reforms are. Hired a Bush stooge as his campaign manager again. Sided with woke Disney and Bud Light against DeSantis and has let January Sixers rot when legal precedent had been set by Jimmy Carter uh, when he um pardoned all the draft dodgers trump trump could have did that but instead on the way out uh trump was pardoning rappers and some of his democrat buddies so i'll never vote for donald trump again so are you Fiery. all in on desantis or are you just anti-trump on desantis clay i'm all in on desantis clay i i like winners uh, and when you win by 20 points in the state of Florida, you took a purple state and turned it solid red. I like winners. So for Trump to say, oh, DeSantis is struggling in Florida, you're being a moron, Trump. DeSantis is a winner. And he gets things done. Every single day I see DeSantis getting stuff done in the state of Florida. I like winners. I mean. They used to be hired. That sounds like a I, WWE promo, by the way. I was uh, going to say, I mean, I think the, the DeSantis team, if in fact he does decide to run, they might want to. They might want to grab Mike in Omaha's Idaho, uh, Mike in Omaha's audio, not idea, not Idaho audio, <laughs> and use that in a campaign ad because that was fiery, man. He was. Well, look, uh, and, and we all right. Look, we'll continue to take calls. Variety of perspectives uh, can, here. Can someone? Can one of the super Trump folks out there, please, so we can? Because because this is what ends up happening. We're air. We're we're just open up the lines. Buck and I, so you know. Across. Buck and I do not field the calls and or decide who to put I know. on. Staff I, I get, answers. They get all they these rain. angry emails. I'm like, guys, Clay and I are talking. We're not actually running the phone lines. Like we just we we, we get the name on the screen and we go. Like we don't even know what they're gonna say. All right, Mike and Omaha just teed off on behalf of DeSantis. John in Prescott, Arizona. You just heard Mike in Omaha say Trump is a loser and a ch- and a chump as a huge Trump guy. John, how would you respond? Uh, (laughs) Well, I think the facts speak for themselves. Trump got everything done that he said he was going to do. So I I like the people of Omaha, but... I just don't agree with those. So so, so, so for you, it's it's just record? Is that it? It's record in office, John? That, that for you, that's the deciding factor already? Uh, no, no, not just his record. Uh, Trump is the best president that we've ever had in our lifetimes. And he's done, he's not a, he's not a holy roller, but yet he's done more for the Christian church than any other president in history. That's a fact, Jack. All right. Well, Thanks I think I think we've lost. Love, but thank, thank you, John. 
Um, by the way, that did sound like it's Trump's record that he likes. But just to be clear, I mean, I'm waiting. For- I-, I also like that John was like, "Well, I don't have anything against the people of Omaha," like because Mike <laughs> called in from Omaha, and I was like, "Well, that I'm glad John I mean, cleared that up in Arizona." Because uh, I was like, when he started talking, I was like, "This is a dude who hates Omaha." Yeah, we're not so trying I'm to start an, that an Arizona Nebraska beef here. We're just taking calls from people across the country. We got people everywhere. Uh, Chris in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, has got something on the, on the debt ceiling. We want to get to this, too. This is important. What do you got for us, Chris? Yeah, uh, I'm a small business owner, and when McCarthy and the Republicans said vote for us, we promised to defund the 80,000 IRS agents. It hasn't happened, but if you think what the FBI was shocking for the last couple of years, wait till you see what 80,000 IRS agents can do to small business. That will nope, really right. make the eyebrows raise. No, it's, it's a great point. Correct. It's a great point. Thank you, thank you, Chris. And and I'd say, also with all this, you know, the, the this whistleblowers come forward, right? Fox News reporting on it today. Others reporting on it today, saying that Hunter Biden got special treatment. Of course, Hunter Biden got special treatment from the IRS. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying it's obvious, right? I mean, if if anyone listening to this was like. Yeah, I just got like four or five million from uh, Chinese and uh, Ukrainians. And uh, in between, you know, crack binges, I just was doing some consulting and I forgot to pay taxes on it. You would go to prison. Yes. You would be screwed. And yet Hunter is just like, yeah, you know, pay a little back tax. No big deal. Oh, and it's not only just Hunter, by the way, it's at least six members of the Biden family that also were getting paid by China and Ukraine. And Buck, here's the crazy thing. If he had just paid his taxes, this story would have never blown up in anywhere near as big of a way. Right. It's the fact that not only did he take millions of dollars from chief adversarial interests of the United States in Ukraine and in China, It's that he was so brazen about it, he didn't pay his taxes. And, Buck, I'll just circle back around on this. He went on the state visit to Ireland. If you had a son and you were the president of the United States and he had not paid millions of dollars in back taxes, can you imagine the outrageous arrogance that you would have to have to bring him on Air Force One and travel with him as a member of the delegation representing the United States to travel to Ireland. And I heard almost no one other than us, oh. Buck, even rip this. The, well, the media, of course, they all give him a pass because Joe, Joe Biden's love for his son is the only thing that we ever have to consider here, even when it comes to selling access to the vice president, now president's office. You know, doesn't matter. He just loves his son. This is the cover up that they engage in um it's crazy uh and it's obvious and yet you know you see the efforts they went to to protect the whole biden uh corruption apparatus right before and and then right after of course the election well, continuing to this day in the election and it's it's why you know for a lot of people you're sitting there saying to yourself hmm do we even we, we talk about how they're weaponizing the justice system at what point do we realize the justice system is just overrun by the commies and we actually can't even trust it whenever there's politics involved i mean at what point have we lost the battle and we have to just completely repair and and start with something new um jake in wake forest north carolina has some thoughts on again trump v desantis what's going on jake well good afternoon my friend how you doing today we're good sir we're good yeah i'm i'm gonna go back and i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna tell everybody out there uh 
as a as a Trump supporter, the never Trumpers cost us the 2020 election because of the continuous bashing and some of the people bought into it. Then in the midterms, the never Trumpers also once again managed to uh, win because they got enough of their never Trumpers to to go out and 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 right. vote. So hold on a sec, Jake. Just just for for purposes of clarity, when you when you're talking never Trumpers. I mean, there are people that go on TV who are never Trumpers and have been. Those are called Democrats, by the way. They say they're Republicans, but they're a joke and they're not. But do you mean, do you mean the rank and the sort of rank and file GOP? Because I, I don't, yeah. I'm not familiar with there being. Well, I mean, I guess you could say there's some never Trump Republicans, certainly in Arizona, and that was an issue uh, because of the, you know, legacy of the McCain comments that Trump had made. So, um, well, the bill. The Bill Crystals of the world uh, and, and all of that group that, that has spent millions of dollars against uh, Donald Trump just so they can have their establishment and, and continue to go along the way they've been going along. I would never vote for another establishment. And I'll, I'll go on to say that the Denver Trumpers are also going to cost us the next presidential election because without the Trump voter, no Republican can win. And without the never Trump voters, Donald Trump can't win. So, so, Jake, yeah, no, this is an interesting, interesting point. My concern is, and just so putting it out there, that whoever the people are that are super anti-Trump and the Lincoln Project contingent, they will just become super anti-DeSantis, right? There's no one that could be picked that they would be like, oh, oh yeah. now we're back to being Republicans again. And that is my concern that they will try to do to DeSantis the exact same thing that they've already done to Trump. Does that make sense? I, I oh, think you're, just a you're cash, raising a really a cash interesting grab for point. them. I mean, they would, yeah, you know, like the you know, Lincoln Project. Lincoln Project would, you know, support Stalin if we could resurrect him to defeat the Republican. They do not care. It is they just what their Liz donors Cheney want. They want Liz Cheney to run as an independent. I mean, that's where they're going to go, right? So to think ahead, Liz Cheney's going to eventually, I think, announce that she's running for Republican nomination, and she'll get no support, and then she'll say. In order to save our democracy, I've got to run as an independent and try to peel off, unfortunately, you know, tens of thousands yeah. of voters so, maybe in states where it's going to be super tight. What, what I would say to Jake is, I mean, you know, to say it's a never Trumpers, I mean, I think there are independents uh, who went against Trump in 2020. Um, I think that the anti-Trump vote was very strong in the major cities obviously and that was a that was a look there's a lot of things right we could do a whole three-hour show just on all the different demographic and voting breakdowns of what happened in in 2020 and then of course all the other stuff the shenanigans around, around it all um but you do have to win independence to win some of these states and uh you know from the analysis that i've seen there were there were some substantial pockets of particularly white working class male voters in places like Wisconsin and and Michigan, um, those and, and Pennsylvania, who some of them even voted for Obama the first you know years ago, um, who voted for Trump and didn't come out for him again, or maybe even voted for Biden this time. So that's not really a never Trumper; that's a swing voter. So, but there's look. I think Jake's analysis in terms of certainly the media component of never Trump. I mean, they've just turned into a complete parody and, and a joke of themselves. All right, I got to speak to my fellow gun owners for a second. Training and keeping your skills sharp is important because when you get out to the range, you want to make sure you're getting the most out of every round you put down range. That's why you got to check out the training tool that I've been using now for months, the Mantis X system. It's a dry fire practice way of training. That's what Mantis X is. It's no ammo, all electronic, and it lets you improve your shooting accuracy. I get better at shooting 
in terms of my skill set sitting in my office. I can actually use the Mantis X system. That's what I do. You're using the Mantis X. You get data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique, and it guides you through drills and courses. Benefits nearly everybody who uses it. I mean, 94% of people improve within 20 minutes, not, you know, 20 weeks, 20 minutes. This is a product now being used by U.S. military and special forces. Military-grade technology at an affordable price. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Geek out with the guys on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. A new episode every Sunday. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Closing up the second hour of the program. I'm Clay Travis. He is Buck Sexton. And I wanted to bring this up, Buck. Our good friend at MSNBC, Joy Reid, continues, continues to spread this accusation that the shooting that happened in Kansas City, which is the only shooting, by the way, that Democrats seem to care about, right? The only shooting that MSNBC seems to care about. We got record murder rates in many cities. Crime is skyrocketing everywhere. They mostly argue that fear of crime is exaggerated, that all of you out there right now 
who worry about your kids and grandkids and your own safety at a level, frankly, that you didn't earlier in the 2000s when crime was much lower. Crime has skyrocketed since 2020, since the George Floyd protests began. This is not disputable at this point, right? The data is clear. And so when you hear Joy Reid come out here and say the reason why this incident happened is because of Fox News, is because of right-wing media, listen to this cut from MSNBC. So many people are heavily armed and paranoid, she says. Well, aren't people heavily armed and paranoid because they're seeing the massive increase in crime? And frankly, white, black, Asian, and Hispanic people are buying weapons at levels that have not been seen before in order because they believe they have to protect themselves because there's not as many cops as there used to be. But here is Joy Reid saying this shooting is Fox News and right-wing media's fault. There's this running theme in America today where so many people walking around or behind those neighborhood doors are so heavily armed and paranoid. And more and more of these people feel increasingly empowered to shoot people based off this constant fear that danger is lurking everywhere. I wonder where that paranoia seems to be coming from. What we are seeing is the outgrowth of Fox and other right-wing media's constant message that people who don't look like you or worship like you are out to get you. And when you combine that with a country that has more guns in civilian hands than any other on Earth and NRA-backed laws that encourage people to use them, well, no wonder we can't even ring someone's doorbell anymore. I'm just wondering, Clay, why why she hasn't done a segment looking at the psychology and motivations of the two individuals in Alabama who murdered four people at a Sweet 16 party and shot 15 others. Yep. Two, I believe they were 16-year-olds as well, two 16-year-old um, young black men shot up a Sweet 16 party. Mass shooting. 15 people shot, four murdered. What, Joy Reid, no interest in understanding. Was there, was there some kind of resentment or problem or what was the pathology behind that shooting, which actually killed people? No interest from Joy Reid. I wonder why. These people, Clay, are such frauds at MSNBC and CNN. And it's just, they have no ethics, none. You're not making it up. <clears throat> Crime is up drastically all over this country. Murders are up drastically. 2020 to 2021 was the largest year-to-year increase in murder that has ever existed in FBI databases. And those numbers have not come plummeting down. 2022 was record high murders for many of you living in many different cities out there. And it's continuing to spiral higher in many of these places. So it's not some fake news story in your brain that crime is up the reason why people are buying weapons at record rates is because there is a palpable fear all over this country that you and your family are not safe and really if joy reed wanted to have an intelligent conversation about this what she would actually do is look at the data and say my goodness The murder rate has skyrocketed all over the country. This is why people are apprehensive. This is why people are fearful. Let's find out a way to bring down the murder rate. And one way to do that would be to hire 
a lot more cops. Another way to do that would be to look at the data on who is actually committing murders and actually protect the people in those neighborhoods. That's too logical. Makes too much sense. Let's talk about Hunter Biden in a moment. That's next. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 